This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, my name is Jan and today I'm interviewing Gabriel Gelman. He's the founder of an SEO company in Germany called Netzbekannt and he also runs Sprachheld, which is a website where he helps German speakers to learn a foreign language. Earlier this year, he spoke at one of our events and showed the langpreneurs how they can grow their businesses through Google and effective SEO. Now, we know that talking about SEO isn't the sexiest thing in the world and the topic can be a bit technical sometimes. But in this interview, we're really going to break it down and show you, tell you what some of the most important things are that you need to know about SEO. We make it as practical as possible so that after listening to this masterclass, you can actually start implementing. We're also going to give you some homework at the ends of this interview. So ladies and gentlemen, here is my interview with Gabriel Galman. Hope you enjoy. Okay, Gabriel, welcome to the Langpreneur podcast. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into SEO and language learning? Hi, Jan. Thanks for inviting me. So um, basically, I come from a completely different background, but uh, language learning were always was always my hobby. And um, well, not always, like has been my hobby for probably the past 10 years um, since I discovered how to learn a language effectively when I was in 11th grade in Australia for a year. And um, I think a little bit more than five years ago, I decided to, I've heard about this blogging a lot and I thought it was a pretty interesting concept and I thought that it would be pretty cool to blog myself about how to learn a language effectively, how I learn languages, because um, by then I've learned, I've started to learn my sixth language, um, which by the way, I forgot already, so I'm back to five. And, um, yeah, so I started blogging about about uh, about language learning on my blog sprachheld.de, which um, yeah has ex- has been existing now for more than five years. And um, even though I come from an engineer background, I've always had to do with um, internet, with websites. Um, I've started programming my first really ugly HTML websites when I was eleven, and. Um, yeah, somehow I ended up doing SEO um, for friends, for colleagues. I've been learning myself about it a lot, um, also for Sprachheld. And I've been working on creating a business with my uh, with my friend and business partner, Yasha. And um, a little bit after, a while after Sprachheld, we decided to actually open up an agency um, for online marketing, which is now a lot focused on SEO and this is my main focus now as well. And, um, and yeah, and those two things have been going parallel. Um, those are Netzbekannt is my agency and, uh, Sprachheld is like my, my project, my hobby project. And, um, they have been feeding off each other pretty well. Tell us a little bit more about Sprachheld and the successes that you have had with, uh, with Sprachheld. What is it exactly what you do? Who is your audience? What do you teach and how have you been successful um, with Sprachheld using SEO so far? 
So it started as a just general language learning blog. So I was blogging about, uh, I was writing articles about how to learn a language. And um, over the, the years... audience, right? Exactly. It was for a German audience learning foreign languages. And over the years, a lot of um, foreigners flocked to it um, that wanted to learn German and learn about language learning at the same time. As Stephen Krashen calls it, it was a compelling input for them to learn German. And um, yeah, we we started to to create more and more articles about language learning, but also venturing out into other topics around around language um, that that people are looking for in the internet, and um, create. And now it's pretty much everybody that either either Germans that learn foreign languages or foreigners that learn German. Um, they come to read about how to do it, um, find useful resources. And around that, we started a Spanish course about uh, two years ago, um, which is a conversation-based um, Spanish course where people can find dialogues, but also videos um, and other resources uh, on how to learn Spanish. And um, yeah. So, so far it's only Spanish, but next year I'm planning to, to venture out into new languages. Okay. How many like monthly websites visitors do you have at the moment, if you don't mind sharing? At yeah, it's, it, it uh, depends very much on the month, but I think like right now the best month was about 150,000. And um, so sometimes it's a little bit less. And I think in January it's going to be probably more than that uh, because January is always the strongest month. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to make this masterclass because that's actually what it is. Or um, We're going to try to make this as practical as possible for the listeners because SEO can be a very dusty topic for, for those not interested in it. Um, so I guess our goal here is to really make it as practical as possible so that people actually can take action after they listen to this, uh, mm-hmm. to this audio masterclass. So now let's say I have a blog, I teach people Spanish. Um, what are few? What, what are some of the most important things that I need to take into account if I want to optimize my website for Google? The most important concept that I think most people that are trying to do SEO are missing is that you need to, if you want to rank for a specific keyword, your search result needs to be better than anything else because Google... The idea of Google is that first place is what's best, second place is what's second best, third place is what's third best. So if you create an article or anything that's um, like average or not better than the top places, then Google has no reason whatsoever to rank you better. So let's say you want to rank for, I don't know, learn Spanish grammar, then you need to create an article, a post, whatever, um, some kind of content that is better than anything else that you find on Google. And uh, I get this question a lot when um, when people are writing content. They say, yeah, but like uh, eight articles on the first page have, I don't know, 1,000 words and like two of them have uh, two and a half thousand words. So I should average it out and do 1,500 words. And I tell them, no, if you want to be better, then you need to be better than the others. Now, if the articles, if the two articles with 2,500 words are on ninth and 10th place, then this could mean that 
they maybe have a lot of words but don't have a lot of quality uh, don't have good quality which uh, is a different topic because uh, quality and quantity go hand in hand um, but if they are somewhere in the top five then this means that Google is taking into account that they are going into depth and you need to go into depth as well. So um, the most important concept is if you want to rank on the first place, putting in some keywords and uh, writing a few comments on other blogs is not going to uh, to be enough. You need to have the best possible result for that keyword. Okay, so how does Google know if your blog post is good or not? There's a lot of AI involved here. Um, the first one is Google understands semantics and uh, relationships between words. So if I write something about a car, um, Google knows that in order to write something good about a car, I also need to mention the word tire and steering wheel and um, metal and all of these other words. So if you don't mention these words that go hand in hand with the main topic, then it means you haven't gone enough into depth so that's one of them and another one is um, there's a good reason why google invented uh, chrome and uh, android and all these other tools it's so that they can have a very good insight into how people interact with search results so if people click on a search result and then click back after two seconds and many other people do the same, then Google knows this is a bad result. Now, this could mean two things. The first one is it's just bad stuff, or it could mean that it doesn't fit. So um, if something doesn't fit, that's fine too. It could still rank for other keywords, but for this particular keyword, it won't fit. And that's why it will lose um, or it, it won't build up a good ranking. So um, those are two ways that Google can tell whether a result is good or not. Um, without really exactly understanding what's going on. There are many other ways, but those are two very important ways for yeah. Google. D does Google also know how long um, visitors stay on your website yeah. on average? And are there yeah. ways to, to manipulate that, like to, to stay, um, to, to, to get them on your website for longer? Um, they are, so obviously Google knows everything exactly as it's uh, how long people are staying, how far they scroll, um, whether they share or not. And um, there are a few ways. Videos work really well um, because videos capture attention. And if they fit the topic well, then uh, videos are a very good tool to, to get people more um, to interact with, with the content. Um, what's also important is, and that's, a question I also hear very often is, yeah, but nobody reads long, uh, long articles anymore, which is partially true. Um, but you can make a long article short at the same time by structuring it really well, by having a summary at the very top, by um, having a lot of um, uh, subtitles, by having bullet points, tables, uh, pictures, and all of that. So... Um, so people that want to have a quick answer, they'll they'll find the answer really quickly. And people that want to have an in-depth answer, they'll find they'll, their in-depth answer as well. So you need to find a way to cater to anybody that searches for a keyword. And, um, and this way you can maximize how long people are staying on your, on your page. And yeah, 
so so those are ways so, so that's maybe a good tip for like other langpreneurs because many of us we have youtube channels or we have a podcast like what we are doing now you can just easily embed these videos uh, onto your blog into your blog post and then people might actually end up not just reading your post but also watching that video and if you stay longer at that page um, then YouTube knows uh, sorry Google knows that you have a quality post there and you have um, a higher chance that you end up higher in the rankings is that correct yeah yeah that's exactly right so you need to have the best part of content out there on that specific keyword so mm -hmm. uh, what was the most important thing here to actually know um, know your keywords before you start writing the articles, I guess, right? Like you need to know what you're going to write about first. How do yep. you find out what you're going to write about? Or what? The yeah, how do you find out what, what Google wants to promote? Yeah, so the easiest way is if you already have a website that has been there for at least maybe half a year um, or a few months is you look at what you rank already, what you already rank for. So you look at the keywords, um, where you're at least where you have some kind of ranking, even if it's you're on page eight or something. And it means that Google already sees you as an authority as like a kind of authority, like a really uh, small authority on that topic. And it already has enough trust in you to put you on the first 10 pages and um, people and you can see how often people are looking for these keywords and if you have a few keywords which are maybe a little bit bigger which i don't know depending on where you start to have at least 100 people looking for it every month or 500 then you start writing about those topics in depth because most people most websites that have been there for at least a short while rank for all sorts of keywords um, that you wouldn't even have dreamt of and it's just some page that ranks by accident for it. And this page will never rank for this keyword particularly well. Um, but if you dedicate a new page to this very topic, then your chances of ranking are uh, much higher. So I would start there. I would, I always, this is always the, the, the simplest step just to start with the rankings that you already have. Okay, is, is there a way to quickly find out which blog posts are already ranking high on, on Google? Yeah, there there are a few tools um, that that help you with that. Um, so I use SEMrush, which is a paid tool, though. Although I, I think you can get one week uh, free, um, which is very good for that. But then there is free tools. Um, last time I checked, there was Ubersuggest and Key W Finder. Um, those are two tools that are partially free where you can find out where your content ranks. And there are many other tools like that out okay. there. But and how does it work those, exactly? Like you copy paste your URL in, in, in that software and then it tells you um, yeah. Uh, yeah, how well it's ranking? Yeah, yeah, you copy your URL and then it tells you which keyword are you ranking for, which place and uh, which URL uh, ranks in particular because most of the time it's not the homepage, it's not the front page, and uh, what the search volume is for that keyword. And you look through that and most of it, or a lot of keywords will be some really weird keywords that are not relevant to you at all, but you will find some nuggets in there um, where you can start off. And if you're, and if you're starting off completely, I'm not sure if you have people in your audience as well that start from scratch, um, then I would just plug in some general keyword um, 
into those tools as well like i don't know learn hebrew learn spanish whatever it is and then it gives you many suggestions and then you start off with uh, smaller keywords that are more specific so langpreneur if you're listening to this interview now and you want to use you want to um, you want to try out some of these uh, software that helps you with um, keyword research then make sure to um, to also go to our website check out its show notes because i'm going to include all these um, all the resources that Gabriel mentions in this uh, interview, we're going to mention quite a few of them. Okay, let's say I, I do that. So I write the best piece co- piece of content out there for um, about Spanish grammar. I, mm-hmm. l- I look what my competition does. I copy all those or I model all those things that seem to be working. And now I have the best piece of content, the best piece of the best blog post about learning Spanish grammar. Now there is a chance that even after a while. Google is still not going to rank me on the first place. Mm-hmm. Why is that? There are two main factors uh, when it comes to ranking in Google. Um, the first one is content and the second one is authority. And uh, we just covered the first one, which is the most important one. So there, yeah, something like that. Um, it, it really depends on the topic, but it's definitely more than 50%. So if you don't do this right, then your chances of ranking well um, are very slim. If you And then if you do this right, then this the second uh, factor comes into play, which is authority or online authority. So now that you are created the best content there is, um, Google doesn't know whether you know what you're talking about. So you could be doing, talking, writing complete weird stuff that is completely wrong. And Google is not intelligent enough to tell whether this is uh, something that can be taken seriously or not. And probably Google will never be smart enough to do that because there are no there is no right and wrong with pretty much everything so google needs to make sure that what you write is actually make does make sense that that has some authority to it and um so you need to have authority and um authority is translated into people are searching for a brand name so um let's say that you've built a big brand now langpreneur and there's thousands of people searching for Langpreneur every month on Google, this is a very strong um, authority signal. Or if people are sharing your stuff, or if people are talking about you in social media, or still uh, the biggest factor is backlinks. So if you get links from very trustworthy sources, um, then this builds your authority. So this is one part of authority. and another part of authority is how how well does Google see you as an expert on the topic? So if you write all the time about cats and then suddenly you have a huge article on and like you get lots of traffic for cats and uh, then suddenly you write a huge article about um, Spanish grammar, um, Google is not going to take you very seriously because Google doesn't see you as an authority on on Spanish grammar, but sees you as an authority on cats. So if you want to rank, if you want to build your authority around that topic, that one article is not going to cut it. You need to write about Spanish 
grammar, Spanish vocabulary, Spanish uh, words, uh, learning Spanish, everything there is, Spanish songs, everything there is about Spanish, so that Google sees that you have in-depth expertise about about the topic. So that's another reason to actually choose a, a niche and not just talk about anything or about learning any language. So even exactly. for like SEO, it's better to focus on Spanish language or teaching Spanish to a German audience, for example. Yeah, yeah. The more niche down you are, the easier it is to build authority because um, like this topic authority, because if you have a super niche topic and your best competitor has three articles on the topic and you have five, then you are the biggest expert on that super niche down topic. So like teaching Spanish grammar to German seniors or something. And um, so the broader you go, the more other competitors there are that have built a lot of topic expertise that have a lot of articles on that topic. So you need to create much significantly more content. So it makes more sense from an SEO perspective to start really niche down and grow from there than to start writing an article about learning French and English and then another one about learning languages in Spanish um, because then Google is not going to see you as an authority on anything. Are there any other strategies that you've used in the past to gain more uh, authority? Like you were, for example, talking about that if Google sees that other websites with high authority are linking to your website, then automatically your own authority also goes up. Um, yep. How do you do that? Is you just reach out to other people and you ask if, if they can add a link to your website? I mean, um, like guest posts or what are some of the strategies that you can use? Yeah, um, so just reaching out and telling, asking people to link, that doesn't work um, very well. It doesn't work at all, I think. Um, but guest posting is a way to do it. So you write a guest article um, on on the website of somebody else. Um, corporations doing something together with another person, um, maybe like writing two articles um, on the same topic, but uh, from different perspectives or doing a video together. Um, so working with others always helps very much because you can um, take a, away a little bit of the authority of the other person. Um, if you start ranking well, then this starts to snowball a little bit. So um, Sprachel gets all the time really good backlinks from super authoritative uh, websites because it ranks well. So if you start ranking well and if you have really good content, on a specific topic, um, then at some point people will start linking to you automatically. But uh, yeah, this comes a little bit later down uh, the line. Um, and just thinking about how you can get people talking about you. I mean, like um, this is where PR and SEO grow more and more together um, because the best PR artists are also doing uh, SEO at the same time because like, um, in Germany, we have something called Hülle der Löwen, which is the American, which is the, the a copy of Shark Tank in the USA. Um, if you appear there, um, your SEO skyrockets, at least for for a time, because people are Googling your name. So you have instant authority because so many people are Googling your name. Um, so getting word, getting the, your, your word out there, um, maybe like in the polyglot world, giving talks at um, polyglot at the polyglot gathering, which is open to anybody, um, 
just spreading the word, doing funny stuff, doing maybe crazy stuff, um, just get people to talk about you. So it's really, this is, this has a lot to do with PR and, um, reaching out here and there helps. Like if you have really good resources, um, sometimes you get a link from, from a authoritative website, although this in 2019, this doesn't work as well anymore because, uh, everybody gets emails all the time. Like I get emails pretty much every day. Hey, I have this great article. You want to link to it. And, um, so this is not working as well as it, as it used to work. Yeah. So like being featured in like TV shows or online magazines or newspapers, I heard that these are like websites with very high authority. Is that correct? Yeah. Could, could that be yeah. one of the strategies? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just build, building your brand name is, is pretty much, it's, it's almost the same as building online authority. Mm -hmm. Cool. So the most important thing is that you actually create the best piece of content out there on that particular keyword. Uh, mm -hmm. Online authority is also important. Is there something else that like Google takes into account? Mm -hmm. The third, the so there's 200 um, uh, things that Google takes into account, but you can basically most of them fall into those two topics. So it's content and and authority. Also, another one which is less important but is a basis of everything is is technical uh, stuff, which means your website needs to look good. Um, your website needs to load fast. Um, it needs to be structured well. Um, so like for instance, the, 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 the title should always be H1. Then the subtitles should be an H2, um, which is a little bit HTML, but with WordPress or other, uh, CMS content management systems, this is really easy. Um, then you need to also a, a quite important factor is um, internal linking. So you need to put your articles into a relationship to each other. So uh, the grammar, the Spanish grammar article needs to link to the Spanish vocabulary article and needs to link back. And the best, um, the best way to link is to link with the keyword you want the other article to rank for. So if I have a Spanish grammar article and I want to have the Spanish vocabulary article rank well, I would link with the anchor text. So the text that is in front of the link. So the text that you click on, uh, it needs to say Spanish vocabulary. And then when I click it, I get to the Spanish vocabulary article because authority also works on posts. So each post has a specific authority to it. And authorities transferred through links and this uh, and those could be internal and external links so links to other website but also links to your own website and uh, so the topics they the, the the posts they need to be linked they need to link to each other and always employ the the main keyword um, that you want to rank for and this is um, I like to call it the Wikipedia effect which is working extremely well um, so Wikipedia ranks for everything because and really well because it has a really good internal linking structure. So the keyword is always exactly linked. Like it's always the exact word um, that links to the next article. So like car is linked to the car article. And um, so a good internal linking structure is important as well. Yeah. So let me just see if I understand it correctly. So there is actually a way to create an authority on a certain uh, blog post. Um, of your own blog post, and that's by creating other articles, like sub-articles, it would say, and then link them to your 
to your main post. So if you have, for example, a blog post about learning Spanish, you can create sub posts about learning Spanish for, I don't know, for, for children, for people who want to travel, uh, learning mm -hmm. Spanish grammar. Then yep. link, put a link in those sub articles, link them all to the main post. And is, is that then a way to, to, to gain more or to create more authority for that blog post that you, that you, want, yeah. to, uh, that you want to rank for? Yeah, yeah, you distribute authority throughout your website. Okay, and this is called. I remember that from your presentation last year at the at the lang. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it was still called the Language Influencer Summit back then. This is called a content hub, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's um, like a, like you 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 cover a, a topic in depth, and you have one. You have the main topic at the very top, which would be, for instance, learn Spanish, and then you have the the sub topics, which are um, the spokes. So you have the hub and the spokes, and they link to each other um, with a good and with the right keywords as anchor text, and then they strengthen each other. And this is how you get the to topic authority. Mm -hmm. Okay. So well, let's say I have my website in place. My website is fast. Uh, it's more buyer-friendly. I have a very good piece of content and I have some online authority. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of promoting your own content? Yeah, so um, when your website is not that authoritative yet, um, that when you post an article, people gobble it up, uh, there's like hundreds and thousands of visitors that come automatically. Um, like I said, your website in total has authority, but also each of your posts has some kind of authority. And usually your 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 homepage, your front page has the most authority, and then you have some articles or some pages that rank really well that have the highest authority. And every time you you publish a new article, it doesn't it has some basic authority of your website, but not uh, but the, the page itself doesn't have any new authority. So um, building authority means you can build authority uh, by linking, by, by good internal linking practices, but also by driving traffic to, um, to that new post. So it's really important if you have a new post, you tell Google, look, this is a really popular post. People are really liking it. Um, I just drove a lot of traffic to it. And um, then Google will notice it much quicker than if you just put it out there and wait for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how long does it take for Google usually to pick up your, your, your blog post? Because it takes a while, right? Even if you write the best piece of content out there. It really depends. Like it could be two days, it could be a year. It depends on the authority you have. It depends on, it depends mostly on the authority you have. So. If your website is really old and has a lot of good rankings already, and each new post has good, gets good rankings, then this will happen quite quickly. Um, if your website is fairly new um, and you don't have a lot of rankings yet, it can take a long time. So usually, um, if it doesn't rank well after three months, um, you've done something wrong, um, and most likely not much will happen. Um, but this is really a rule of thumb. It's, sometimes it takes even six months to rank well. Also, what's important is how good are the results on the first page of Google. So there are certain topics where the first page of Google is perfect. Like uh, everybody gets exactly what they're what they're looking for. Um, and those this is usually the case for bigger 
keywords uh, where a lot of people are trying to rank. Um, so, so if people are already finding what, the, if there's already really good content on the first page of Google and people are finding what they're looking for, then it will be much more difficult um, to, to cut through that because Google um, is already pretty sure of their search results. They know that's good and, and they don't need to change a lot. If on the other hand, the search results are pretty bad, people are uh, clicking and clicking back and, and going on the second page and going on a third page or looking for other keywords because they don't find what they're looking for, then this will happen much more quicker, much, uh, much quicker. So it, it uh, depends on your authority and then it depends on how, how good the, the quality of the search results is already. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lampreneur, if you're listening to this interview, you have learned about the importance of creating really useful content, uh, creating website authority, doing your keyword research. It might be a lot of information for you, but as we said, Gabriel and I wanted to make this as practical as possible for you so that you can actually start implementing after this interview. So we have prepared some homework for you. Um, <laughs> Gabriel, do you want to present... <laughs> Okay, yeah, do what the homework is going to be for our audience today if they want to be ranked higher in Google. Yes. Um, yeah, so for the Language Influencer Summit um, back in March, um, I prepared something really practical because there's a lot of information here and it's it's very easy to to lose yourself and not know what what to do now. So there is so I prepared some really specific steps that you can do to, to try this out um, and and see how this actually works. And uh, this is on the 30th page of, of the PDF that uh, you're going to link to. And um, there are eight steps that you need to do. Um, and the idea is to, it's easier to improve on content that is already ranking than uh, to start ranking for something completely new. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And here you, Take a piece of content uh, or uh, that already ranks somewhere, um, if possible, somewhere in between the position of eight and thirty. So um, it's easier to get from position twenty to to position ten or five than from one hundred um, to uh, up there because Google already sees you as some kind of good search result. So you take it a, you look at a keyword where you rank for. Um, on position eight to 30, you find keywords around that topic. Um, so let's say you rank for Spanish vocabulary, you look at sub keywords, so like Spanish vocabulary for travel and so on. Yeah, and and, um, and you, you all do you that could, using this uh, keyword research software, right? Yeah, for instance, Uber suggests, um, I, I haven't checked with that for a while, I'm not sure uh, how good it is now or whether something changed, but back then it was a pretty good free keyword tool, uh, at least for the beginning. If like they have a go to the version. show notes and I will include all the keywords researched uh, software there. Uh, yep. Um, then you find relevant questions uh, around that topic. So um, back here, I link to answer the public.com, but I think it, it's paid now. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but there's there are probably other tools as well. Um, questions that that people are looking for that uh that you want to give an answer to so i don't know like uh, how difficult is spanish grammar if you write about grammar um not for every topic there's going to be questions um but 
sometimes they are and you need to make sure that you answer all of these um yeah then extend the the content with the keywords and the questions to make sure that for each sub sub keyword and for each question you give a really good answer and people are finding what they look for and here i just suggested uh to extend by at least 50 percent um then find five to ten related articles and um, create internal links that include the main keyword and the anchor text. So uh, that was what we talked about earlier, um, the good linking structure and to, to, to build the authority of that article from other articles. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. On your own website. So if you have like, um, so this obviously, this all of this only works if you already have a website and you already have some articles. Um, so let's say you write about Spanish grammar and uh, you link from Spanish vocabulary and you link from Spanish for beginners and so on. Um, then improve your meta title and the meta description. So if you use uh, WordPress, you can use Yoast for that. That's an SEO plugin. Use symbols, make them more attract attractive because this is your ad in Google, more or less, your free ad. And you make need to make sure that people are actually click that people actually want to click on that. And uh, shoot a video, upload it to YouTube um, because videos always help. Um, optimize the title and description for the main keyword, link to the article, and embed that video into the articles, into the article. And build some build build some starting uh, give give it a boost by sending if possible at least three hundred visitors to the article within three days by promoting it uh, either in your newsletter you could post it on Facebook groups um, you could post it all over the internet in in um, websites like Quora and so on make sure that you get at least a few hundred visitors within a few days to that article to to show Google, look, I have something worthwhile here and, and uh, have a look at this. Now, maybe an important question or maybe a silly question, but I think, it's, I think it might be a good question as well, is how important is SEO in the end? Like, is it really going to make the difference between having 10,000 visitors and, and 100,000 visitors? Um, how important is SEO for mm -hmm. an, an online language business, you think? I would like to tie that in with a little word of warning that I have, um, which is SEO is hard and takes a lot of time. Um, SEO is not a trick where you do a little bit of work two days and then suddenly you get all the traffic in the world, but it's really, it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. So to, to for you to compare, um, Sprachheit has I think 230 articles or something like that, of which most have thousand, uh, one thousand, two thousand, five thousand, or even more words. Um, so getting that traffic takes a lot of effort. Um, it takes a lot of time. It can be really worthwhile, uh, worth it, but um, it's not some quick and simple trick to get a lot of visitors overnight. And to tie this in with your question, um, SEO is not going to save a company or something. So SEO is something, is a way to get uh, your brand name out, is a way to get more visitors on your website. But the most important thing is that uh, if you're a langpreneur, if you want to uh, sell language products, language services, and so on, 
that you have a product that is good or a service that is good that people want to buy and that people are buying when they come to your website. So if your website is bad and uh, nobody buys and people visit your website and uh, but they don't sign up for your newsletter or they don't convert, SEO is not going to save you. So um, if you have a broken funnel and people are coming to your website but they are not converting not buying then even with much more seo nothing will change so it's basically like a bucket if you have a bucket and it has holes in it it's 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 an analogy often used in the seo world um you can put a lot more water into the bucket but if it has holes in it then this won't help you so it won't help you if people visit your website and then leave and then never come back so um if you, I would focus on SEO, I would start focusing on SEO only when you have a well-working or at least a little bit working business model. Um, so if you're a langpreneur and, and you want to you wanna make good money with, with language products, don't, until you have that figured out, I wouldn't focus on SEO too much. Yeah. So I guess it also depends because some of us have a really big YouTube channel, others have a podcast, and then you have people who are really big on Instagram, or maybe some people are running paid ads. You know, all strategies to get more traffic to your website. And then some of them, some of us are bloggers, already have a lot of content. So I would guess that for those people who already have a, a lot of content uh, out there, that for those people, SEO could be very um, effective. It's basically optimizing what you already have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's the traffic channel, uh, just as much as pod, like you mentioned, podcast is a traffic channel, ads are is a traffic channel. All of these are different traffic channels, and uh, definitely don't try to do them all at once. Um, focus on one of them, master it, and then only move on to the next channel. Um, yeah, and SEO is probably one of the most difficult or most uh, the the channels where you need to invest the most work uh, it can get really good results uh, later um, yeah but it's it makes most sense if you have a working business already or kind of or uh, like you said if you already have good traffic um, if you are already have a website that has been there for a long. So SEO is also something that happens a little bit automatically. I mean, if you're building your website, even if you don't think about SEO at all, um, you get more and more traffic. And then when you already have good traffic and you start optimizing, then this is where you can really um, get the full potential of SEO. Great. Well, Gabriel, thank you very much for the interview. And for the listeners who want to bring their SEO to the next level, don't forget to click in the link here in the description because we will, I will send you to the show notes where, where you can find what your homework is. And I'm also going to include the, the slides of the presentation that Gabriel gave last year. At the, it was actually beginning of this year um, yeah, yeah. at the Language Influencer Summit um, just to make sure that, you know, you have all the resources there and that you can go through all this content one more time. Okay, Gabriel, thank you very much for this interview. And if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, they can either head over to my blog that we were talking about, sprachet.de, uh, or uh, my agency, uh, which is netsbekannt.de, which uh, focuses especially on uh, SEO. Great. Gabriel, thank you very much and um, see you very soon. 
Want to learn how you can grow your language business or maybe meet us at one of our upcoming events? Then go to our website langpreneur.com. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.